The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All information contained on or related to this podcast is for general information purposes only. Welcome, everybody, to Guts and Glory podcast. Today, we have two wonderful volunteers from two different regions in Canada, actually, volunteers with Crohn's and Colitis Canada. We have Matthew Sebastiani and Shannon Epstein. Hello, everyone. I'm Chantal Wicks, and this is Guts and Glory. So, Matthew, you are here from BC. Thank you for coming all the way here to be with us. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you, Chantal. And Shannon, you are in Montreal. Yes, so not so far, but also exciting. Yes, so as a volunteer myself, you know, um, as our listeners know, I volunteer in Ontario uh, with Crohn's and Colitis Canada, so it's really nice to be sitting down with the two of you. I don't think we've ever met. I don't think so. Because the last conference would have been four years ago, five years ago. I was here in 2013. I was here. So I guess I met you. That was bigger. I feel that conference (laughs) was huge. Yeah, it was much bigger. And this is my first time, so. Yeah. So, you know, being Guts and Glory host aside, as a volunteer and an IBD warrior myself, it's so nice to sit with other volunteers, you know, and to hear all the wonderful things that you're doing. And I think it's great that we're going to shed light on what um, our wonderful volunteers and community in BC and Quebec are doing. Um, of course, highlighting the amazing work that you guys are doing. And the key here is that we're volunteers. So we don't get paid to do this. This is, you know, outside of our regular busy lives and our jobs. So Matthew, start by telling us why did you get involved with Crohn's and Colitis Canada? Yeah, so it started for me in 2011 when I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in my first year of university. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started getting involved with my first gutsy walk in 2015 when I found out about Crohn's and Colitis Canada, that it was a national organization. Like me, it took me a couple years. I was like... Yes. What's happening? <laughs> it, t- it took a while. So, I mean, for those that are listening, you know, um, there is an organization that is there for us. That's right. And I wanted to get involved because I wanted to make a difference. Um, I want there to be, you know, more research that is funded. I wanted to be active in the community uh, for the cause and to just benefit those um, that, that are suffering with this disease. Because when I was first diagnosed and the doctor told me, you have ulcerative colitis, thankful it wasn't something worse because I didn't know what was going on. Well, did you have like the bloody stool and all those things? Yes, I was going through some of those adverse symptoms. And you Google it and it tells you you have cancer and you're dying. It's bright red, go to the emergency. Yeah, so then they say ulcerative colitis and you're like, okay. Okay, what is that? Where's my antibiotics? Yes. (laughs) And you don't realize that it's, you know, life-changing. And so And permanent. It is. There's no cure right now. Right, no cure. So when that, you know, that kind of hit me and I thought, okay, well, if there is a local Vancouver chapter... As there are, you know, over 60 chapters across the country, I decided to get involved uh, and can play a small role in whatever role that I can to make a difference. Absolutely. And Shannon, you have many loved ones in your life who are impacted by IBD. I do. So actually, I got involved about six years ago when I was starting university. And that's the time where everyone likes to look for um, an extracurricular activity. Absolutely. Something to add to your CV, you know, to help boost your professional (laughs) career. But it's honestly true. And um, I realize I have a lot of family and friends who suffer from Crohn's and colitis. So I found out about the organization through family and friends and I got involved. And even though I have finished university a long time ago, I'm still with the organization. Yeah. So like myself, I started volunteering about eight years ago. I was diagnosed 12 years ago. So it took me a little bit longer than you, Matthew, to um, 
find out and get involved. Um, but I started like you. I was in university when I was diagnosed a few years later. I was in teacher's college. This is why I started kind of getting involved, wondering what's going on, what are the things I could do. And it's like now I'm stuck. We're here for life. Like, you've got me. I'm here, you know? And especially, I know even more people who have been diagnosed since I've been involved. So it's just Absolutely. like an increasing pool because there's an increasing pool of people who are suffering. Yeah. Like yes. And I think the, sa- the other thing is, is there's so many people in our networks that do have it. Um, and we didn't realize that they did before. And that could be for several reasons. Um, but I, that was also one thing that I wanted to do is make sure to kind of be an advocate for it. Absolutely. And, you know, IBD has a very, you know, there's a stigma associated to IBD and one being it's an invisible illness. It's very hard for people on the outside to understand what we're going through um, because they can't see it. Right. Um, you know, and then the mental health implications of having IBD. And there are a lot of people who live silently with their illness. Like this isn't something that they want to share. And by all means, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel, I feel almost personally responsible. Like I'm comfortable shouting it from the rooftop. So I need to do it for them right. because they don't feel comfortable doing it. Yes. It's not just a selfish involvement, you know? Right. And I come from the same direction. I think that uh, we need to talk about it in order just to get the awareness and the attention because there are definitely certain issues that need to be, you know, we need to be champions for. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, uh, research for a cure. Yes. (laughs) You know, but we're also talking about accessibility in our communities as well, whether that's washroom access. yeah. Yeah. So, I think there's several things that when we shed a light on it, but it also affects others that have invi- uh, invisible conditions too. So Absolutely. it's not just IBD. Yeah, we're not alone. Right. Yeah, we're not alone in this chronic illness, invisible illness battle. Yes. So I know that, you know, I've spoken about some of the volunteering. I know our listeners know I am the president of the Durham chapter and I'm the chair of the Durham Gutsy Walk. Uh, so let's talk about what's what you guys are doing. Sure. So in Montreal, our chapter works a little bit differently in which we don't really have one. So I'm also the, (laughs) I am the chapter president of Montreal, but also I am the president and founder of Generation C. So Generation C is a group of 25 to 30 young adults and young professionals, and we run various events throughout the year um, for Crohn's and Colitis Canada to raise awareness about the diseases and just to bring more of a spotlight on it in the young professional community. It's something, you know, we see a ton of events uh, for various causes and I've never seen one for Crohn's and colitis in this community. I've seen it for um, older individuals in terms of gala. Or children. Or children, you know, bowling activities, camp, got to go, Mm -hmm. um, all of these different activities. And I really felt that there was a gap. In the middle. In the middle, exactly. Us. Yeah, literally exactly. Us. <laughs> so when I was 21 and I was like, wow, this is a great organization to get involved with. What can I do? In Montreal, there was nothing really directed to right. my age group. So that's really how it started. And we had one event and two events and we kept growing and growing and growing. So what are some of the events that Generation C? I love the so, name, by the way, Generation C. This is great. <laughs> so um, right now, our biggest event is our annual hockey tournament. So we do it once a year in March. Um, normally, it's about 12 teams that come together. This year, we're planning to double the tournament. So we're going to have 24 teams. You guys are need more than one rink. Yes, we have two. We have two rings. <laughs> yes, I am not a hockey guru, guru, but we do have some of those on the committee, thankfully. Um, so that's coming up. We also have social nights. Uh, we have a comedy event that we do once per year and fitness-based events. And it's really interesting because we can kind of do what we want. So if the committee one year doesn't want to do a fitness event, they're not feeling it, they want to do, do something, something else. else instead, then we don't do it because it comes down to being volunteer-run and based on self-motivation. So we just follow what people want. And what they want to do and it's all 
for an amazing cause. And, you know, we've really grown awareness. Some of our events have four or 500 people that didn't know about the disease necessarily. Yeah, before. I was going to say, you don't need to have Crohn's or colitis to play hockey. You know, no. like you don't have and to most be in people the, don't have yeah, Crohn's Yeah, and you and don't need to. You just need, so do they, do people just get a team together and sign up on your website? Yeah. So where can they go online? So we do have a website mm-hmm. where they can go sign up. And it's really interesting this year because we're splitting it into two tournaments. So we have the non-corporate, more competitive side. So um, if you have a team that you've been playing with for years, you know men's league just come just come <laughs> yeah play it's a two-day tournament we give you breakfast lunch snacks Brilliant. everything is there for you we Feed are there the people for and you they will exactly come. people follow the food <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and then we are introducing this corporate side of the league now so it's almost like a bonding experience for a team bonding experience for companies it's also it, great for competition let's get the local banks competing against yeah, each exactly. other yeah exactly we know? have way too many accounting firms but <laughs> yeah. as an accountant it's fine <laughs> But the truth is it's great and um, we're really trying to expand and and show people more that, you know, Crohn's and Colitis Canada does exist. They're doing excellent work for the people who are suffering and it doesn't take much to be a part of it. Even if you come play for two days and have some free bagels and pizza, you know. And you're raising money for a cause that is on the rise in Canada. Exactly. You might not know somebody now, but I can almost guarantee you within the next 10 years, you're going to know somebody. It's very rare today that I have a conversation with someone and say, hey, I'm a volunteer with Crohn's and Colitis Canada. And they'll say, I've never heard of it before. Right. Whereas that did happen you know, when I first started six years ago with the organization. So there's definitely more people who are impacted by it. And I'm not sure if it's because more people are ready mm. to speak about it or if there are just more and more diagnoses every single day. Right. So on Facebook, they can go to Generation C Montreal. Yes. And they'll be able to find it. And they can find our event. It's called Slashing Crohn's and Colitis. Mm-hmm. Um, the page is up. So if you're interested in, in having a team, um, you can sign up. The dates of the hockey tournament this year are March 7th and 8th. So there's still plenty of time to sign up a team. But there's a lot of demand, so not that much room. Even though they've doubled. So yes. Get it's, on there, it's people. It's crazy. It's honestly crazy, the <laughs> demand for the hockey tournament. They're like, we want your free Mr. Pops. Okay. Sure. So... Uh, if, and if they go to the Facebook page, Generation C Montreal, that's where you'll post other future events as well. It's yes, not just exactly. about the hockey tournament. No, so that's where we'll share all of our upcoming events, um, anything that we're looking for in the community. Sometimes we have different opportunities for people in this demographic to get involved. So we'll reach out directly um, if you're looking to get involved in this demographic. You know, if you're in the ages of, I would say, 18 to 30 even, um, and you're interested in getting involved, you know, send us a message. We'll answer you. We want people to be involved. We want to continue to expand and grow the network. Yeah, and I think what the key message here that all three of us are bringing is that, you know, this is volunteer-based. So, yes, we need people to sign up. We need people to come and be a part of these tournaments and these events. But then we also need volunteers to help run these events. So I always hear people, you know, when I'm ill, when I'm flaring, people always say to me, like, oh, let me know what, what, what I can do. You know, can I bring you anything? And I've started saying, you know, no, there's nothing you need to bring me. However, there's this study that needs your poop. So maybe you could donate your poop. Or I'm having an event, the Gutsy Wasp, coming up, and I really need day of volunteers. Like, if you really do want to help me, this is a great place to help. You need to help me with my fundraising events. You need to help with the initiatives that are happening across the country. Because, you know, I'd rather take that than soup even though I love soup on it when I'm not feeling well but do you know what I mean like it's a good way to to get people in our circle to help out and it's fun these events are fun I always have fun yes it's kind of like working but it's fun it is it's fun when everyone kind of gets together has a good time for the same cause and I think it's a great idea uh, what you're doing in Montreal it sounds you feel so good 
afterwards. Like when the day is over and you look at exhausted, the money, you're, you're exhausted, <laughs> but you look at the money that you've raised, you look at the awareness, you look at the conversations that were had. It's comforting, you know, especially as an IBD warrior myself, it's, it's like my side treatment. It's my pick me up. Mm-hmm. You know, so Matthew, Definitely. I know in Vancouver, um, they have the, the gala. Is it a gala? It's a dinner dance. Dinner dance. Not yet a gala. Eventually but down the road. dinner dancing. <laughs> Who doesn't like eating and dancing? <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a great thing. So, you know, what our chapter does is there's about you know, eight to 12 of us that meet once a month. And you're the Vanco- Vancouver, Vancouver chapter. chapter. Where do you meet in Vancouver? We, re- uh, we meet at the Ravensong Health Center, um, just off of Broadway and, uh, Ontario. Our Vancouver so, listeners, you know exactly where this is. You, I have no idea, but you do. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so laughs> like, uh, that's why I'm mentioning just in case anyone's in the area wants to get involved. And when do you have your meeting? We meet on the first Wednesday of the month okay. in the evening. At seven? Yes. Okay. Um, so it's usually just about an hour. So there's a dedicated group of us that, uh, you know, we plan the events. However, of course, we do um, reserve some time, the first 20 or 30 minutes, if, sometimes longer, yeah, for patient support. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody wants to come and talk about uh, how they're going through things or if they're newly diagnosed, uh, we've all been through it, so we're there to help. Absolutely. Um, and then as a committee, we definitely do plan um, our gutsy walk, which brings over 450 people every year at Trout Lake and yeah, you guys Vancouver. Have a big one. Yeah, yeah, we raise over $100,000 yeah. or close to it uh, every year the last couple of years. That's what we've uh, targeted. So it's good. And then, as you mentioned, we do have a dinner and dance every November. Um, we're going, uh, you know, so that's one thing that we've been doing just to raise some more money as a kind of a Vancouver area event. We know that Toronto has a big gala and I we, think Montreal they, does yes, as well. They do, yeah. So yeah. Vancouver stepped up to the plate uh, in 2018 and started a dinner dance. So, so where can they get information about the dinner dance? Um, so our Facebook page is probably the best place so to go. So Colin Canada, Vancouver. Yes. Right. Um, so that's the best place for anybody in the Vancouver area to follow us um, for details of that event. And the dinner dance usually happens in November? Yes. Uh, we've gone the, la- uh, the first Saturday of November. Which is great because November is IBD Awareness Month. Yes. So why not dinner it, and dance? It is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think as a Vancouver chapter, we actually work quite hard to also implement some lighting campaigns. The lighting of, campaign, yes, yeah, yes. So, Tell us about that. Because um, I know the CN Tower yes, goes purple. It does go purple yeah. in May for World IBD Awareness. Yes, but not in um, November. Right. So in right. Vancouver, we do try and ask landmarks like Canada Place, BC Place, um, Science World, the legislator in Victoria, they usually light red for us. It varies the date in November. Um, it, it changes. Yeah, we do. But red is more Crohn's and Clytus Canada, but I think purple is the international color for yes, IBD. that's right. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. so we're proud Canadians with Crohn's and Clytus Canada, <laughs> so we're going to go red. <laughs> so you guys have had success with your big landmarks in Vancouver and in BC, or mostly yeah, Vancouver? Yeah, uh, throughout BC, like right. Victoria also participates. Right. So, um, yeah, we've had great support, and it's a good way. A lot of we had a lot of social media traction with that. The um, power of social media. Yes, yeah, I think you, lots of shares everything. and likes. It changes everything. I don't think we would have Generation C with no social media. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. So that's amazing. I love it. I love it. Yes, to the Science Center in Vancouver. Yes, to all of these places. <laughs> My science teachers coming out, obviously. Um, so. What you both had touched, you know, you were diagnosed in um, university and you had started volunteering in university. I was diagnosed in university. I didn't start volunteering until I was in teachers' college, which is years a few years later. What? How is? How do you balance that? 
how do you balance being a university student and volunteering? You know, Matthew, can you, like, how did you make that work? Yeah, I think it's always tough when you're not feeling well and especially going through a right, chronic condition like yeah, we're this. we're not healthy, right? So right. <laughs> and you're trying to get good grades and you're trying to manage everything. And you're probably um, working a job part-time on the side somewhere. Yes, absolutely. Like you're do trying to do it all, trying to get through school. But I think one of the most important takeaways as a volunteer, it's just that internal motivation and That's commitment right. that you just find, even if it's a, you know, just a few, you know, few hours a month, even because sometimes that's everything all it adds is. up. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to, and for some people, like we don't have, we don't always have people come out to our chapter meetings consistently, but you know, they dedicate their time on day of. So they'll be there on the day of the gutsy walk and spend the day with us volunteering. They'll be there on the day of the hockey tournament, helping us organize. They'll be there on, you know, the night of the dinner and the dance. And that's okay too. You don't have to be with us doing everything all the time. Any amount of time that you can dedicate to us to help yes. is valuable. It is. Know? And especially if you are living with a condition, I think that, um, you know, you really do want to make a difference. Absolutely. And this is, I think this is the area to do it. No it's matter. The best way. Yeah. Whether if you want to give a lot of time, a little bit of time, I, we're always looking for volunteers. It's a wonderful organization to volunteer for. And it's all, I would say, very grassroots, right? Like 100%. Marilyn Finkelstein started it in her basement with yes. her sons who were diagnosed and I think she told a story at the last. Yes. She went okay, to the. We were both there. Yeah, she went to the the library and there was like a paragraph in a book about IBD, and she was like, "What the hell is this?" And it started out with auctioning a car. They had a car. Their first fundraiser was, "We have a car." We're and I think it yes, was. Yes, they sold tickets or something. Yeah, like they yeah. sold car, tickets yes. in the car, and I think it was somebody who she knew that won the car, so she was like donating it back, <laughs> like. You know, but even Amazing even though story. it's a national organization and, you know, we had spoken to Mina on a previous episode, the CEO and president of Crohn's and Clays Canada, and she had mentioned that, you know, Crohn's and Clays Canada is the second organization in the country for funding research, CIHR obviously being the first. Um, but it's still so grassroots, despite the fact that we have 60 plus chapters across the country, that there's fundraisers going on. You know, their their goal was by 2020 to raise $100 million. Um, and I believe we're at 84 million now already. So it's amazing how they've still been able to keep it grassroots, still keep it individual. And, and yeah, and I agree. And what's so great about the organization, and we see it here together at this conference today, um, is that with everyone's chapters, it's completely different across Canada. And it's really um, geared towards the region and towards the area. That's right. And so we still have the ability to be flexible within the needs of a specific city or region. Mm -hmm. And like you said, all volunteers, I mean, it's so flexible. If you have an hour, give an hour. You know? Absolutely. Skip your Netflix episode. Watch four episodes <laughs> instead of five. Like, <laughs> it'll be yes. there. And, you know, true. in Montreal, like, we have a lot of young professionals who work with Generation C. And, you know, some of us, including myself, are working 60-hour weeks and, you know, um, meeting in person is just impossible so you know what we have a call every wednesday at 9 30 for 20 minutes half an hour however long it lasts but it works and yeah. we're still able to communicate with each other and there's always a way if you want there to be a way and yes. you know matthew you mentioned mm -hmm. too like people's lives change and we have ibd so like there have been times when i haven't been able to volunteer when i wanted to because i was in the hospital right or i was too ill or i didn't have the energy or i had an infusion or you know something along those lines and that's okay I think that's what's important to start bringing in our IBD warrior sidekicks 
I think it's important to start bringing in the people who don't have the illness, but who care for us. Yes, our friends, know? our family, absolutely, whoever it may be. Just guilt trip everyone into it. Yes. You know, and, have you. <laughs> we have so many stories of, oh yeah, my sister has Crohn's or colitis, so that person will join. And then only after the fact will that person's sister actually join. So sometimes right. it's the person the who's not affected who joins first. Yes. yes. It's voluntelling people, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have been voluntold. Get your ass to So, you know, I think uh, I think also that I wanted to address what you said. You know, sometimes we are not feeling well. And I think as, a, you know, as a chapter, if there are events, like we totally understand 100%. that sometimes. No one's going to be like, well, yes, you're fired. Right, <laughs> right. So I think if, you know, anybody's listening that they're uncertain if they want to get involved because they just don't know how much time or if they're going to be well, I would say just um, come forward volunteer with us we'll put you on our email list yes and stay involved when you can absolutely. it's great and if not and when you get an email and you're like oh i can actually do this i can help let us know yes you know exactly I mean, yeah and i think it also goes for people even if you don't have crohn's or colitis and you feel like you don't have the time to get involved you know we understand if you have a midterm or a final or a project due and that specific week you're not available 100%. it doesn't mean that your contribution is useless without that specific time that you can't provide right Right. And uh, on that topic, too, I think uh, for those that are living with IBD, I think there's a sense of perseverance and determination of yes. those that live with a chronic condition. badasses, pun intended. <laughs> we are badass because we're fighting this and our, we have bad bets. So I get that, too. But, you know. Yes. No, definitely. So I think we're always going to be able to make time for the things that we love and Absolutely. that we really want to push forward. So there's that sense of determination, I think, with And, us. you know, it has been, just as this podcast for me has been, a, you know, re- to be perfectly honest with a form of therapy for me, it really has, a, me- a mental health therapy as I struggle with mental health issues and, and IBD therapy. So are when I attend events, wh- whether I'm attending as just someone or I'm helping to run an event, you know, as a volunteer or organizing it, it has been... I would I even on my darkest days where I'm like I can't do this I have I have dragged my ass to like Crohn's and colitis chapter meetings with my IV you know when I've had home wow. care I've been there we had a a, a wonderful man he, a week after surgery a week after getting out of the hospital for an ileostomy he showed up to our meeting because he 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 walked in and right away I thought oh my gosh he's ill. You know, he was bent over. He looked ill. He looked like he had lost a lot of weight. He walked in. He shared with us that he had just had surgery, and he was so afraid, and he was lost, and he just needed to talk to us. And I was so grateful for the people that were there. You know, we had somebody who had had surgery three or four years ago that just so happened to be at the meeting. And the comfort that he was able to give this man, I went home thinking, oh, my gosh, like, imagine if I stayed home today. You know? Imagine yes. if we canceled the meeting. It was, it was, that was a big moment for me. It wasn't my personal connection, which has been always a huge moment, but it was seeing the connections that other people are making and how uplifting this has been for them. Yes. And it's quite inspiring when we have those types of stories. It's what, it's what keeps me going. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's what keeps me chairing the gutsy walk. I'm sure it's what keeps you, Generation C exploding to where it is, you guys advocating for the government buildings to be lighting up and major centers around BC, the, the starting the dance, the dinner dance, yes. which is going to one time be a gala. We know it. It's <laughs> happening. One day. Maybe <laughs> you'll come and join us. Starting <laughs> your first day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So is there anything else that either of you want to share about? First of all, thank you for being awesome. As an IBD patient myself, I appreciate what the both of you are doing. Um, 
you know, I feel like we are indebted to each other for everything that we are doing. Um, it, this is huge. You know, it is, it's not easy to live with IBD. It right. isn't. Um, so it's nice. It's wonderful that there are volunteers doing these things, despite the fact that we are fighting this illness um, and that we're not giving up and we're continuing to advocate and push. And I know Matthew in BC right now with the force switching and I'm sure the climate is intense and there's a lot happening. There is a lot happening. And I think with that force switch decision, um, you know, I hope people will get involved. And to get send, loud. Yes, uh, send letters to the MLAs that they're concerned about um, this decision. And I think there's some guidance on the Crohn's and Clitus Canada website of you know, Absolutely. a template letter yeah, template that can be letter. sent. Also too, guys, uh, listeners, if you go onto Crohn'sandclitus.ca, so Crohn'sandclitus.ca, and you click on, on the top right-hand corner, there's a Get Involved tab. If you tip, if you click on that, it gives you a drop-down of a ridiculous amount of volunteer opportunities, how you can get involved, um, how you can advocate for change, how you can build awareness, volunteer opportunities. This is also great for high school students. Like I know in Ontario, I don't know about NBC and in, in Quebec, but in Ontario, like standard, you have to have 40 hours community service. Yeah. And a lot of the specialized programs we have across the TDSB, it's 80 plus hours. Right. You know, this is a great way to get involved as a kid, university students to get involved. There's a lot of opportunity here. It's not just adults. You know, there's there's so much opportunity for so many things to happen. Absolutely. And I think, you know, especially in this day and age, people young adults and and teenagers and really everyone Youth, you yeah. know your voice matters no mm -hmm. matter where you are in your life and whether you're personally affected or not personally affected you have the ability to make a change and even if you feel like that change might be slower than you wish it it's going you know it's happening. it's happening and I've seen it over the last six years you know the face of this disease has really changed and you know I know that everyone in this organization and everyone in this room um, has contributed to that. Yeah, I know. I know it's sometimes hard for us to see. It's not until you kind of step out of the box and you look back and you think, "Whoa!" Like over the last six years, over the last eight years, like we've come. You don't notice it when it's happening. No. Then when you look back, you're like, "Wow!" Like this is a big difference. There is a big difference here. Yes. You know. So I know that also on Crohn's and Clitus Canada, uh, they have their links to their chapter pages. They also have a calendar that shows all of the events that are available across the country. You can find a chapter that's closest to you. Yes, I think I, you just put in your postal code. Yeah, you and put in your will... postal code, and it'll show you regions that are uh, chapter meetings that are closer in events. I also think I'm, I'm pretty sure almost every chapter has a Facebook page. I believe so. Pretty close or to some... it. You think pretty close. Yeah. To so it. you can you go on to, you can go onto on um, Facebook and on Twitter. Crohn's and Clitus Canada is at get at get gutsy Canada. And if you just type in on Facebook Crohn's and Clitus Canada and then put your region. So for for my region, it's Durham. Yours would be Vancouver. Yours would be Montreal. You can also find that on our Generation and, C page. Yeah, as on well. the Generation C page, us. there's links that way. So it's really there's it's there. And it's easy to find. Yes. You know? And there's a lot of information that are shared on yeah. those. So, you know, even if someone's not interested in volunteering, like follow those pages because there's a lot of good, useful information. Right. And something that's not speaking to you at this moment, maybe something in the future will speak to you. Yes. But they have all their pamphlets and they have their... Um, their gutsy webinar series, their educational webinar series that they have as well. Um, so if you aren't necessarily that comfortable coming out to a chapter meeting, you can still hear the a lot of information from researchers and volunteers and our GIs and you know staff partners at Crohn's and Clitus Canada speaking about 
of the issues that are important to us. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we spent a lot of time today speaking about, you know, how these chapters facilitate a support environment for people suffering. And it absolutely does. And I see that with Generation C all the time. But it also creates another type of network as well. You know, I've seen some people get jobs because they met someone from volunteering. And, you know, like it can create such random opportunities for you outside of the scope of the diseases as well. You know, well, very much all like it's all the really you know. know. The yeah, more people exactly. you know, the more opportunity. You the know? Better, so it just adds to your network and can contribute to your growth, like professionally, personally, in so many different aspects of your life. And bottom line, you can also add it to your CV. So yeah, and I will give you a reference there <laughs> if you fill it up, up, people. Fill it up. <laughs> so if for some ridiculous reason on Crohn's and Clyde's Canada's website or on Generation C Montreal or the chapter for Vancouver, if you cannot find what you are looking for, you can always reach out to us at Guts and Glory. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we have email, a website, everything that you need. I will personally make sure that I steer you in the right direction uh, and give you the information. Last, if, if it's not working, I'll even contact these two individually and be like, listen, there's this person and they need to know this. But what's important is we need your voice, we need your body. Of course, yes, we need your money. Of course, yes, we need fundraising. But we really do need your time. We need you to dedicate your time if you can. Um, It doesn't have to be every month. It can be once a year. It could be for a weekend. It could be for a couple of hours here and there. Um, But myself and Matthew and Shannon really appreciate you. Um, And, you know, I think this calls for a thank you to all the other volunteers. Yes, you know, definitely. Crohn's and Clytus Canada is is a, a big organization heavily run by their volunteers. Without us, there wouldn't be what they have. Um, and I, one thing I do want to acknowledge with Crohn's and Canada is their staff partners, you know, Mina being the CEO and Kate Lee, um, the vice president of research. And they are always so grateful. And the first thing they say to us is we need to thank you, the volunteers, for doing everything that you have done, for helping us raise this money, for being, you know, the people on the ground doing all of this. So I appreciate you. You guys have to appreciate yourselves. Pat on the back to all of us. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Is there anything just before we finish? Is there anything else you want to mention? uh, I do want to reiterate that thanks. Um, I've met so many Crohn's and Clytus Canada volunteers in Vancouver. And to my own chapter members, I'm really appreciative of all that they do. Yeah, shout Um, out Vancouver chapter and (laughs) shout out to Generation C in Montreal. We see you. Yes. see what you are doing. And we're so thankful because they put in so much time um, for the, the cause. And here being at uh, Guts 2019 here in Toronto, just meeting the other, whether they're chapter presidents or chapter volunteers, the amount of time I'm sure their um, chapters give to the cause. So, Absolutely. so appreciative. Thank you. Because without them, we wouldn't be here. And I just want to also thank the future volunteers who are listening. That's right. And they're going <laughs> to... <laughs> We're so excited that you're going to join us very soon. Yes, we are. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. IBD Warriors, IBD Sidekicks, we need you. Sign up, reach out, let your voice, write the letters, volunteer, do whatever you can to help the IBD community. This disease is not going away. The rates are increasing. Thank you for listening. Strength and positive thoughts. Thanks for listening to Guts and Glory. This podcast is produced by Bang Albino, Inc.